What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to yet another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Yes. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Another day, another week. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and um, going. it's funny because we actually like never record during the day and we're recording at like noon today. So it's actually weird. I'm like, wow, me in daylight. Foreign. I know. I know. I feel like my the rest of my day is going to be thrown off because I'm going to be like, it's not dinner time. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I know. We normally record like right at 536 yeah. like, after work. Um, but today is MLK day when we're recording this. So yes. we have the day off. So we figured we'd do a little midday session. It's a little interesting, but I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so today we are reading your guys' 2021 goals for the year. So we had you guys submit your goals via Google Forms, and we have kind of riled them all up. And we've also uh, done a little research into how to best go about um, achieving your goals and sticking with them. I feel like it's such like a cliche that to make New Year's resolutions and then not know how to stick with them or, you know, drop off with them. So we just wanted to give you guys some tangible things to implement so that you can actually keep with your goals. And since this episode is going to come out in the beginning of February, we figured it would be good to kind of refresh, remind everyone about the goals they set last Mm -hmm. month, check in, see how they're going, get a little bit of a reminder. So we're going to talk about some techniques um, for goal setting and holding yourself accountable. And then we're also going to read through your goals and stay tuned until the end because we're going to announce the winner of the giveaway. So we were giving away $10 to a local small business of yours for those people who submitted. So we're going to announce who won. Yes. But before we get into that and before we get into our segments, we wanted to read a new five-star review. So if you guys don't know, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it aloud on the episode. We really, really, really love hearing your feedback. Um, Whether it's positive or constructive, we're always looking to make the show better and more enjoyable for you guys. So by all means, leave us reviews. They make our day and we'll read them for you guys to also hold ourselves accountable to the reviews we get. So this one is from Arlie and she said, love this podcast so much. As a senior in college, it is incredibly informative to hear Anya and Kylie's adventures and advice post-grad. I love the topics discussed and hearing from the guests they have on the show. Amazing work, gals. And so Arlie, if you guys don't know, is one of the hosts of the Growing Pains podcast, and they were kind enough to have us on their show. The episode came back out around two weeks ago now, um, but definitely go check out that episode and also just their podcast in general. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys for having us on your show, Growing Pains. Yeah, definitely go check them out. They are, like they said, about a year younger than us, so if you're still in college they're definitely a great show to listen to and yeah yeah, thanks so much for that review so now let's hop into our segments so for my weekend review i wanted to talk a little bit about my sleep troubles that i've been having lately and like the rationale that i have behind them because i think it could be affecting some of you guys too so basically like I think the last maybe like three months, I just haven't really been sleeping consistently well. 
And it's not that I have trouble falling asleep, but it's that I have trouble staying asleep. So I'll wake up like a million times in the night for like every teeny tiny noise. And it's funny because that's so not like me because I just like I lived in the city last year and it was so loud in my bedroom and somehow I was able to sleep through all of that. So it's just so weird to me that I live in like the suburbs now and there's like hardly any noise and I really can't get through the night. So and I feel like I'm doing everything right too. Like that's the frustrating part is I'm like, okay, I'm going to read 30 minutes before bed. Like I'm not going to look at a screen. I'll turn on like some white noise or like pink noise sounds to like help with the noise and everything. Like I feel like I'm doing everything right. And so finally I was like telling my mom about it and she was like, maybe you're just still having the same amount of caffeine that you were when you were like doing regular life and it's just not translating well because you're like expending less energy and I was like low-key true because like in college I would drink you know like a cold brew and then maybe like another coffee later on in the day and I've kind of like kept those habits up um even though I'm doing way less and I'm like expending way less energy so it's like basically I'm getting to bed and I'm still caffeinated like with nothing left to do in the day So um, that was food for thought for me. So maybe it'll be food for thought for you guys too. And I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I got a bunch of matcha um, as a gift. So I'm going to try to switch to exclusively matcha and I'll report back. Um, And just like generally less, like I'm going to try to stick to like one caffeinated drink a day and see if that helps. And also like the timing of it all, like maybe trying to have like one before noon. So yeah, I'll let you guys know. But I thought that was pretty, it's like, it sounds obvious when I'm saying it, but it was just something I didn't think of because I was like, I'm doing everything right. This is so annoying. It's not even that loud in my house. Like, I don't know what my problem is, but it could just be that I'm like shooting myself in the foot by having a coffee at like 2 p.m. So I'll let you guys know. Um, Another thing that I wanted to say in this week in review is that the week that we're recording this is the week that a lot of weird news about Army Hammer has come out. Um, And we did name him as one of our celebrity crushes a while back in our celebrity crush episode. And I think you guys know that we generally have liked his movies and things like that. So I just wanted to acknowledge that this news has come out and that he's maybe not necessarily as great of a person as we once thought. So yeah, just wanted to say that because if you listen to that episode now, maybe the optics of it would be a little weird. So just want to acknowledge that. And I'm a little sad because Call Me By Your Name was basically my comfort movie. So I feel like that's going to look a little different from now on. But And if you have no idea what we're talking about, Honestly, don't look it up. (laughs) It's like, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's really disturbing stuff. So, you know, if you have a sensitive stomach or just sensitive in general, I don't recommend looking it up. But yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we all came to Call Me By Your Name for Timothy Chalamet anyways. So now it's just, he's the true king. (laughs) I saw this tweet that was like, I knew we all liked the skinny one better anyway or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, man. And that's true. But yeah. (laughs) So for my week in review, I have been consistently working out and semi-consistently eating healthy. Working out for sure. Me and the Peloton, we're best buds. I love that thing so much. It's so fun to me. And I'm pretty sure I've gotten on it every day in January. And by no means do you have to work out every day. But I just like, it's a thing that I look forward to doing every single day. So I'm like, cool, I'm just going to ride this wave because how I mean, I'm moving my body and that's good. Um, and so because I've been so good about that, you know, I used to be really big into like dieting. Like I was a stereotypical yo-yo dieter. We talked a little bit about this in our body image episode. Um, and at this point in my life, I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to diet. I'm going to eat the food that I want to eat. This is how my body looks. It is what it is. Like, 
it's I'm healthy, it's fine. Um, but I do want to be mindful more so in the sense of like a nutrients standpoint, making sure I'm getting, you know, the proper macros, not having too much sugar, cholesterol, sodium, like just being a bit more mindful of that. And what kind of turned me on to this thought was, I don't know about you guys, if you're like 22 to 26, can you let us know if everyone is getting engaged? Because from where I'm standing, everyone's getting engaged. And I just like had this moment where I said to my mom, I was like, why is everyone getting engaged or pregnant or both? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And she was like, well, Kylie, you're 23. Like that, like people start doing that when you're 23. And it just like spiraled the whole thing where I was like, I really am getting old. And then I was like, I really should take care of myself. Cause like, realistically, this is probably like the peak health point and like the best point to like really put an emphasis on health and wellness to make it last and make it like sustainable as I get older. So yeah, I've just been thinking about that, thinking about cutting back on sugar because I I got a sweet tooth, so I need to be a bit more mindful of that. I don't recommend like calorie counting or anything like that. I'm pretty sure the science just like doesn't back up any sort of real health benefits to restricting calories. Um, But yeah, just something I've been going through. Let us know if uh, everyone's getting engaged. I like had a, I'm going to like have a 2007 Britney Spears breakdown I swear to god if someone else gets engaged like I don't know was there like a meeting was there like a zoom (laughs) where everyone got like matched up and there was like okay you have a year to get engaged because that's how it feels that's literally how it feels I feel like people are making a lot of like life changes just like in the age that we're in right now but also maybe the pandemic is like affecting the way people see like their future and like uncertainty and whatever so they're like full send I don't know but it's been bizarre yeah I have my friend from law school she's 26 and she was like Kylie I thought that by the time I reached 26 that's when everyone was gonna start you know getting engaged getting married doing all that and she was like it really does happen the second you leave college like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you leave and there's just a population of people that are ready to settle down and I'm not if you if you're listening and you're someone that I follow who got engaged like I'm not hating on you at all like congratulations we all have our own timelines our own all of that like it's no hate at all towards people getting engaged. I'm just like, I couldn't be further from ready (laughs) to settle down, like even a little bit. I'm like, maybe 30, I will consider getting married to someone. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, let's move into our favorites. So my favorite for this week is a pretty quick one, but I did ask for this for Christmas and I've been having a great time with it. Let me grab it. It's sitting right next to me. So Kylie can see this in the video. It is an electric candle lighter and you charge it by USB and I've only charged it once. I charged it on Christmas day and I haven't had to charge it again. And then you just turn it on and it like, maybe you guys will be able to hear this. Can you yeah. Hear that? <laughs> yeah. So it's like stat it like static charges the air. And I don't understand the science, but it's really cool. So it's basically like a lighter that lives forever. You just have to charge it every once in a while and it doesn't use like fuel of any type. It's just battery operated. So it's like pretty crazy. I like really don't understand the technology, but I've been having a great time because it's nice and long so you can like get into the candles when you've burned them pretty deep. And I don't think it was too expensive. So the brand said it says 
um, Raidea, R-E-I-D-E-A. So if you want to look this one up, but yeah, I'm like kind of obsessed with it. I think it's really cool. And I feel like this is like the future of um, like lighters. <laughs> so yeah. would recommend. Yeah. When I saw that, I honestly want to get one. I've been. It's really cool. <laughs> I've been, I don't know what got into me. I think it's because of my favorite that I'm going to get into that I'm getting a little old fashioned, but I got a gift set from a friend for Christmas and it came with a candle and matches. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is like so aesthetic for me to use matches. Matches are terrifying. It's yeah, like I'm not a fan so either. Scary. It's no, I've never been good experience. at it. I've never either. been good at it. And I just feel like the flame travels down the stick so fast that you don't even have time. Like yeah. if you have a three-wick candle, matches are like a mad dash. So I'm not really yeah. into it. Um, and I think this is cool because there's like not really any waste associated with it either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. You're not like matches always scare me, like when you dispose of them too. Like I always run them underwater and stuff. Same. I don't know. I just I like this thing. I would recommend. And I think it was probably like less than $15. So for like a lighter that will live forever. So yeah, definitely going to look into that for myself. Um, So I have two favorites that I kind of wanted to talk about today. The first I'll show Anya on video. It's this lovely light up mirror. You can see my ring light and it's a little dirty, but yeah, it's like roughly the size of like a tablet, I would say. And I got it off of Amazon. It has like a little stand um, and it has like a little ring light around it with three different light settings. So I really like it because I don't know about you guys, but I, sorry, I'm putting it back. Um, I don't have the space for both a desk and vanity situation. So I kind of needed to like makeshift my desk into a place that I could also get ready for the day. Um over the past few months, I've literally been getting ready like on my floor or like in my bathroom, but I share my bathroom with my family. So I can't always get in there. Like it's not a guarantee that I'll be able to get in. Um, So I got this and I really like it. I love the lighting. I think it like helps a lot, especially with like makeup, but it also just feels a little fancy when you're doing your skincare in like a nice lit up mirror. Um, and it was, I want to say like 20 bucks on Amazon, not bad at all. And you can just store it. I store it out of the way when I'm doing, um, like homework and like actually needing to utilize my desk as a desk. And then it's really easy to pull out and use, um, when I'm getting ready. So I definitely recommend. And then my second favorite is Bridgerton, which I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, you've definitely heard someone talk about this show. Cause I feel like everyone and their mother watched it um but yeah so it's a Shonda Rhimes show which Shonda Rhimes made Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder so if you are into those shows I would definitely recommend checking it out but it's basically like a 17th century gossip girl is the best way to describe it um there is a woman who writes like a pamphlet that gossips about um of like the people in the town and all this stuff. It's good. It's crazy. The lead character is like super hot. Um, and I recommend, I will say Anya and I were talking about this. The first episode in both of our opinions, I think aren't, isn't like a super like grabs your attention right away. And like, you can't stop watching. I watched the first episode and then like, I want to say two weeks later decided to try one more episode and then was hooked and binged it in like 36 hours. I want to say. Yeah. I will say though, if you're like Anya and I and you're currently living at home, I wouldn't recommend it as a family affair. Don't mm. watch it with the parents, especially the second half. The first half is pretty 
uh, not nothing too crazy. PG, this, yeah, pretty P, uh, PG thirteen. But the second half, <laughs> don't don't watch it with family, please. <laughs> Good to know. All right, let's move into our main episode topic, which is how to set and achieve your goals, and then we will go into the goals that you guys submitted and speak them into existence for you. So why don't we? Kick it off with the classic framework. Kylie, you want to tell us? Oh, I sure do. So we've all heard of SMART goals. I feel like anytime you do any sort of goal setting workshop, class discussion, anything like that, SMART girls come up. Um, we like this framework and it's obviously like really famous, really popularly used for a reason. Uh, but we also want to give some additional ways to Keep up with your goals that you may not have heard of because, again, not everything works for everyone. Maybe you've tried using SMART goals and for whatever reason it's not working for you. So hopefully another technique will be beneficial for you in the long run. But to go over SMART goals one last time, S is for specific or significant. So making sure that your goals are specific, not a generic, you know, I want to be healthy, but maybe you want to you know, exercise three times a week, being specific like that. Measurable is the M or meaningful. So again, something like, you know, working out three times a week, you can track how many days you're working out as opposed to just saying like, I want to work out more. A is for attainable or action oriented. So just being realistic with the types of goals that you're setting, make it something that you actually think that you can achieve within the year so that you don't get discouraged. R is for relevant or rewarding. I don't really know how relevant works into it. I mean, I think it's like if you want to like climb the career ladder or whatever, like don't make your goal like bake 10 cupcakes a week. You know, it's like making sure that it directly relates to like your greater goal at hand is what I would think. But yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, And then T is for time bound or trackable, which again, in this instance, we're looking at 2021 goals. So these are goals that you hope to achieve in the year 2021. I guess another good way to look at it is, are we looking at short-term goals or long-term goals? Because obviously, depending on what bucket it falls into, it's going to warrant different techniques and different um, demands from you. All right, so now that we've gone over the one that everyone knows, the SMART goals, um, we're going to talk through a couple other, I guess, techniques you could say that you might prefer that might work better for you. Maybe you just haven't heard of them. So one of the ones that I found, (laughs) I don't know if it's BHAG or BAG, but it stands for (laughs) Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals, which is pretty funny. Um, And it comes from a book called Built to Last by James Collins and Jerry Porras. And it was used mostly like in a company um, context in their book, but I think a lot of people have translated it to more personal use. So basically what it means is that you start with like a really inspirational goal, a big, hairy, audacious goal. And then you mold that into an achievable goal that you break down into actions and you create a system around achieving it. So I found an example from a blog post that I was reading about big, hairy, audacious goals. And so this blog post was by Kevin Ferguson, and he kind of ran through like what one of his would be so that you can kind of understand the framework better. So your big inspirational goal is you want to write a book. So then you kind of mold that into a more achievable goal. Create six blog entries this year because that'll get you closer. Uh, Maybe you'll practice your writing and eventually you'll get closer to writing a book. The actions associated with that goal would be to choose a topic for the first blog, write a first draft of an article, and then set up a blog site or identify an existing blog to publish the post. 
And then the, the part that I feel like is the most significant and like different from other frameworks that I've read is the system aspect. So then the system for this goal would be to write and read regularly, to practice writing and make it a daily habit. So I think the systems part of it kind of discusses how to actually work it into your day to day more than other systems do. And like making a system around the goal will hold yourself accountable to it more often. And so I kind of liked that one in the sense that it brought up this whole systems element and that it would start with a big, hairy, audacious goal. And then you kind of work it into um, achievable ones, actions, and a system around getting there. So that was one that I found that maybe you like that better than SMART goals, or maybe you can take a little piece of that and a little piece of this one, whatever works for you. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good way to make like a, a kind of bigger, scarier goal a bit more palatable, easier to, you know, get a grip on and actually make some like actionable progress towards. But then our last little technique is backwards goal setting. So this is like, is it a Gantt chart? Is that I how it's pronounced? I thought it was a Gantt chart. Gantt chart. G-A-N-T-T. So, yeah. Um, so think of the end product and then work backwards on every step along the way to get there. So I feel like this honestly goes in line a lot with the bag, B-H-A-G, setting where you start with the goal where you want to end up and you work your way backwards to figure out where the best place to start and get that whole, you know, step-by-step process underway. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this one was um, really successful for me when I did it for my capstone project. Mm -hmm. So my capstone for undergrad was like a 30-page paper. And that can sound really scary and like unwieldy when you think about it at the beginning of the semester. And you're like, oh, crap, I have four months to write this and I don't even have a topic. Like, what am I going to do? But working backwards for that was really helpful, specifically with like keeping myself on track to get to the page count. Um, So I'd be like, okay, I need at least 30 pages by this day. So how many pages can I write per week, keeping in mind like spring break and whatever, to never like super overwhelm myself, like to stay on track throughout the entire semester. So I think that was a good one um, to work backwards in like a Gantt chart way. And obviously a lot of like organizations use Gantt charts and stuff. And I think that they're pretty useful. So maybe that helps you as well. Yeah. And I think it is kind of like you said, a really good system, especially for kind of academic goals, because a lot of the Mm -hmm. times you have due dates and things like that. So good thing to keep in mind for those types of goals as well. Definitely. So now we're going to get into some tips for holding yourself accountable to your goals. Um, And the first one that I wanted to talk about is to set priorities within your goals, because I feel like when you have several goals, they can all feel like they're carrying the same weight in your head. Um, But that can feel really overwhelming because you might have too many goals and it's hard to direct your attention to the most important ones. So I think if you have maybe like five set of five goals, really like rank them and prioritize the ones that are most important to you. Um, And that'll help you not feel so bad when maybe you only accomplished three out of five because you had set priorities on which ones are most important and maybe the ones that would be okay to carry on to next year or next month or whatever. So I think it just helps categorize them and it goes into our next tip a little more. So I'll let Kylie talk about um, the goal competition thing. Yes. Um, So if you find prioritizing many goals to be hard, psychologists have a concept that they refer to as goal competition. So this says that one of the greatest barriers to achieving your goals is the other goals that you have. In other words, if your goals are competing with one another for your time and attention, whenever you chase a new goal, you have to pull focus and energy from your other pursuits. 
If you find this happening in your life, press pause and focus on one goal at a time. So kind of like you were saying, if you have, even if you only have what, three to five goals, which realistically is probably what we all set at the beginning of the year when they're swarming all around in your head and you don't necessarily know how to prioritize them, it can seem really overwhelming. And before you know it, you've kind of given up or um, slacked off on all of your goals. Whereas if you just take the time to press pause and really think about what goal is most important to you um, and what goal you really want to focus on in the moment, then you are better equipped to actually take on all of your goals because you've learned to prioritize and kind of take things one at a time. Yeah. And I think this lends itself best to goals that could be broken down on like a month by month basis, for example. And then um, another tip that we have when it comes to holding yourself accountable is coming up with a system for tracking them. Because when you actually are tracking your goals, you're so much more likely to achieve them because you're, you know, having that satisfaction of seeing your work come to life makes it so much more rewarding and it makes it feel like there's a reason behind what you're doing. So finding a system that works for you to actually track your goals, whether that's a bullet journal, maybe you use Notion. I've been trying to set up Notion um, for my own life. Maybe I'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, or like a weekly check-in for yourself on all of your goals. Just like figuring out what works for you to actually keep track of them because otherwise it can feel like this big like nebulous thing that's hard and has no purpose. Um, so I think that's a really good tip for you guys. So some other tips that we have are to state your goal as a positive statement. So um, this will be actually interesting when we look through some of the goals that you guys have submitted to see if you submitted them as positive statements or not, because this wasn't really something I ever thought about before, but I found this example online that said, um, you know, don't miss a deadline again could be someone's goal. But if you refine that and you change the mindset around it and you say, execute scheduling this semester well. Just like changing the language behind it can make it um, a more pleasant experience. So for example, I'm looking at one of the goals that we're going to read later and I noticed that they have it framed in more of a negative light. So just thinking about how to frame your goals as a positive statement um, so that when you're thinking about it, writing it down, maybe manifesting it in different places, it's bringing like good energy instead of negative energy. Yeah, for sure. And kind of going off of that, I think it's really important, even if you're looking at a long-term goal, to try to figure out how to make it a part of your daily routine. So that may look more like creating that system and having something that you do every single day that works towards that long-term goal. Or if that's something that is a bit overwhelming for you, start by just saying affirmation. So going back to the book example, maybe you start the first week and every day you wake up and you say, I am going to write a book this year and start to get that, you know, mindset flowing. You're talking in that positive way to yourself. You're making yourself believe that you can achieve this goal. And then going after um, those little steps that'll get you there is a little less daunting because you're starting off on the right foot. Yeah, definitely. I'm a big affirmations gal. I used to have sticky notes around my room in my apartment. Another tip is to remember that your goals don't have to be like static. Like if you set a goal on January 1st and you're halfway through the year and you're realizing it's not working for you, you're not even close, you can change the number. You can refine Mm -hmm. that goal. So look, take a look and see if things were too easy, too hard, taking unrealistically long, things like that. Because you don't have to get to December and feel bad about yourself for not accomplishing something because you set these goals yourself. So that means you can change them if they're not working for you. So um, just be sure not to think of goals as like this super static thing because I can, I think they can be dynamic, um, especially considering like if your life situation changes or like you live somewhere new or your circumstances change, like your goals should change with them. So just keep that in mind. They don't have to be these like 
scary, like written in concrete things. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then my next one, you kind of talked about this a little bit, is to create checkpoints throughout the year. So again, I'm going to go back to the writing a book example since we have that. So the achievable goal was to write six blog posts in throughout the year to get you closer to be able to write a book. So maybe you go into your calendar and you give yourself, you know, quasi due dates for these blog posts. You want to have them done every two months. Um, And so this way now, you know, come March 1st, if you start on January 1st, you want to have your first blog post pretty much ready to go. If you find that, you know, you still want to put X amount of work and research and stuff into the blog post, or you find that you were ready to publish it a month ago, now you've created this checkpoint where you can say to yourself, maybe 10 blog posts is something that's attainable for me, or maybe only three is what works for me because I want to make sure I'm putting out my quality work. And you've kind of taken away, you know, the stress of trying to figure out when you're going to edit your goals or the stress of feeling like you're not progressing in the way that you want to, which kind of leads into my next tip, which is to not be too hard on yourself if you're not progressing towards the goal the way you thought that you were going to progress. So I feel like a lot of us create goals and we think it's going to be a really linear path to succeeding in that goal. And we think, well, if I just write every single day, then I'm obviously going to write six blog posts and they're going to be phenomenal and I'm going to be rich and famous by the end of the year. At least that's how I think sometimes. But obviously things happen. Writer's block. You get sick. Like life just gets in the way sometimes. So I think a good example to look at is, I think this is one of your goals, Anya. If your goal is to read 12 books in the year, Mm -hmm. say, and you mentally tell yourself, okay, I think the best way to achieve this is to read a book a month. March, uh, we could have another March like we did this past year where all of a sudden you've read six of the 12 books and then maybe in August you have a wicked busy month and you can't finish one. It, the progress towards your goal isn't super linear. It doesn't look the way that you want it to, but just because you had a tough month in August doesn't mean that you should just give up on the goal altogether. Mm-hmm. Like look at the progress as a whole Look at how far you've come. Because even if your goal is 12 books and you only read 10, odds are it's better than zero. Yeah, it's more than (laughs) zero. It's probably more than what you did last year, or at the very least kind of in line with what you did last year. And you're still reading. You're still doing the thing that's beneficial and that you wanted to achieve. So don't be so hard on yourself. I think a lot of people have an all or nothing mindset where if the goal isn't completely successful and perfect, they just give up on it. And I think a lot of people would be a lot happier and feel a lot more motivated if they accepted that their progress isn't going to be linear and accepted that, you know, as long as you're working towards something beneficial for you, that in and of itself is a good thing. If you reach the full goal, that's a bonus. Love that. Love that sentiment. So that was a little bit of like a short and sweet couple ways to hold yourself accountable to your goals. So now we're going to move into reading the goals that you guys submitted and then letting you guys know who won our little giveaway raffle situation. So you guys um, submitted goals in pretty similar categories to the ones that we read out in our episode. So we're going to keep those categories the same. So we're going to talk through health, finance, career in school, and then like personal and hobby related goals. So I'll kick it off with some of the health goals. And these are all the ones that were physical health oriented. So one of you wrote to cook more with whole foods. I think that's kind of similar to like Kylie's goal for um, cooking this year. Yep. Um, 
drinking more water. And she also wrote, LMAO, this has been a new year goal of mine for about three years, hoping this year will be the one hydrating for me, the hydrating one for me. Cheers to that, sister. (laughs) Me too. Um, The next one was to be strong enough to sign up for CrossFit. Good for you. I cannot even fathom doing CrossFit. The next one is to move my body five times a week, either a full workout or getting my 10,000 daily step goal. I like that that's like an either or situation because again, you never know what the day is going to bring. For sure. Um, the next one is to fix my posture, which I just funny enough. Yeah, I'm like lifting my shoulders right now. Um, funny enough, I actually just ordered a laptop stand that'll probably come in sometime today. So I'm hoping to work on that too. Kind of like, <laughs> so I'm not so hunched over. Yeah. Working out more, but not being hard on myself when I have a lazy day definitely important. And then building better sleep habits. No phone right before bed or right when I wake up. Yes, I love all those. Um, So then for more mental health oriented goals, we have learning to love my body and practice self-love, which I think that's a great goal. Also going to therapy, sister, me too. We're going to (laughs) therapy together. Practice self-love every day. And then the last two are to be kinder to myself and to be nicer to myself and stop comparing myself to others, which I hear that. I was just talking to my therapist today about how I compare myself to others. And she was like, what good is that doing you? I was like, none, literally none. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah. And I think self-care came up a lot in the goals that you guys submitted. So I think um, that's a signal to me that maybe we should do like an episode all about self-care sometime oh, in the future because yeah. clearly you guys are thinking about it in 2021, For which sure. is great. Um, and then some of the ones that kind of bridge mental health and physical health are more focus on self-care and my mental and physical well-being to take more time for self-care, work out, eat healthier, journal, yoga, etc. So to my point, you guys are thinking a lot about self-care, which is awesome. Yeah. So then we had one finance-related goal, which was to save and invest and be smarter with my money. So whoever submitted this, please let me know what you learn through this goal because (laughs) this is something that I need to do as well. Um, And then for career-slash-school-oriented goals, we have to make another two-plus placements for work, which I'm assuming placements are kind of like a a promotional type type of thing, but whatever that is, good for you. Um, and then to be focused on grad school slash job success and not being so hard on myself professionally, but still challenging myself in learning a lot from new opportunities, which I really like that one because I feel like it there is a balance to be found to make sure that you're challenging yourself and you're staying motivated, but not um, pushing yourself too hard or beating yourself up too much when your progress isn't linear. What a theme in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So now getting into kind of the more personal and hobby-related goals, Um, I'll kick it off with the reading ones because we got a bunch of reading ones, which I'm with you there. So one of them was to read at least five books. One of them was to read more, and they're already down one book in 2021, which is awesome considering they probably submitted this like two weeks into January. So that's pretty impressive. Um, And to read one book for pleasure a month, which is pretty similar to mine. Yes. And then for our side hustle slash hobby goals, we have continue my podcast and blog, which is very exciting. We love fellow podcasters. Um, Learn sign language, which I think is a really fun one. I have a really special place in my heart for sign language because I took that as my language requirement in undergrad. Um, So I I should add that to my list, honestly, to refresh because I've forgotten a lot of signs. Mm So then the next one is to learn how to do strumming patterns on guitar, which anyone who can play a musical instrument, I'm just 
infinitely jealous of you because I wish I could. I should have taken band more seriously in elementary school. <laughs> um, the next one is to grow uh, my YouTube channel, which is awesome. We're big YouTube fans here. So if you feel comfortable, definitely send us your YouTube channel and we'll check yeah. it out. I'm always looking for new YouTubers. Um, and then the last one is to get an electronic drum set, which I didn't even know. I guess it makes sense that these exist. Like that's probably what live performers use is electronic drum sets. I have but no I've, idea. <laughs> again, if you submitted this goal and you feel comfortable, let us know what this is. Cause I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, to your point of like making sign language, one of yours, I see, I say, I wish that I put, um, refine my Russian on my list, but I still can because your goals are not concrete. So I think I'm going to add, um, working on my Russian to my list just through like Duolingo or one of those apps or something. I think that would be good. Um, because I feel like I was trying to like listen in on some my parents' conversation with some family members the other day. And I was like, I feel like I don't remember, like I'm not understanding as much as I'd like to. So, um, yeah, I agree with that one. And then for the people that are working on like podcast, blog, YouTube channel, I just want to give a quick plug to Natalie Barbu's Patreon. So mm-hmm. Kylie and I joined pretty recently and they have a Slack group and it's just a really cool community. So I think that's a really cool place to join if you guys have um, a couple of dollars a month that you could spare. And it's been really cool to connect with like small creators, quote unquote, small creators on there. So yeah, definitely recommend and yeah, send us your, your YouTube channel because I found a bunch of small YouTubers to watch through that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, the next category that we have put your goals into are like the relationship goals that we got. So the first one is maintaining relationships with college friends and making a conscious effort to check in with my friends. It's pretty similar to one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, remembering to choose people who choose me and being very mindful of the people in my life. Um, that's definitely a super important one. And I'm curious what your zodiac sign is because it sounds like you're the type of person that you know, gives and gives and gives, even if they don't receive back. So let me know. Um, <laughs> making a bigger effort to keep in contact with friends that I'm not currently seeing. I think that's something that so many of us that just graduated are struggling with. Um, just like that transition from living with friends to being, you know, maybe at your parents' house and it's just crazy. So yeah. definitely agreed. Um, moving away from the notion that I need someone to complete me. Love this for you. That's super important to realize and understand. So I'm hoping that however you choose to get there this year works out for you. Um, And then the last one in this category is being the best mommy I can possibly be. I have a feeling I know who submitted this goal. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, super important, obviously, and so happy for you being a mom and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And then our last two goals are kind of mindset goals for the year. So the first is to focus on my word of the year and their word is exhale and apply it to my everyday life. I love that word as a word for the year. I wouldn't have thought of using that as like a word for the year, but listen, girl, I got to breathe sometimes too. I really don't do that as often as I think I do. Um, So I really love that. And then lastly, to ditch any FOMO thoughts and live in the moment instead. I love that. I feel like FOMO, especially now with all of us being locked in, far away from friends, like it's just natural to have FOMO, even if people aren't doing anything to just like wish you were doing something other than being in lockdown. Um, But FOMO, what good? It's kind of like comparing yourself to others. It just, it doesn't do you any good at the end of the day. So I think that's a really great goal. Yeah. That's kind of where I've been at this past year is like 
jealous of my friends that live in Boston, but also understanding that like they're not really doing anything significant right now anyway. That wraps up the goals that you guys submitted. I want to say thank you so, so much to everybody that submitted. It's really cool to be able to have this be like a two-way street and engage Mm -hmm. with you guys and be able to read some of your um, goals and things like that on the show. It's been really awesome. So thank you guys so much for filling out that form. Um, I know you've inspired me with some of your goals and I'm excited to, I don't know, be the person. If you want to check in with someone like mid-year, feel free to DM us um, because we're the ones speaking your goals into existence here. So feel free to let us know how they go if that's something you're comfortable with. And should we announce our, our winner? Yes, I think we should. Do you want to? So the winner of the $10 giveaway to a local business is Kayla Carvalho. And I actually know Kayla. So Kayla will coordinate offline to get you that (laughs) gift card and let us know wherever you want it. Um, But yeah, so thank you guys again so much for submitting your goals. And that wraps up this episode of Two Degrees Otter. Yes, it does. Good luck, you guys, with this year, with completing these goals. Maybe towards the end of the year, we'll have you guys submit how it went and how your goals went. And we can bring this full circle. But for now, hope these strategies help you get a little bit closer to your ideal goal outcome. And yeah, we'll see you guys or we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. Talk to you next Tuesday. Bye guys. Bye.